none of this is rocket science. If you really want to be an active and engaged parent, you've got to be there early on, changing the diapers, giving the baths, feeding the baby. Paternity leave is the beginning, the foundation that you set early on really gets you involved and actively participating in family life throughout your child's upbringing. If you're lucky enough to be in partnership with somebody in this whole thing called parenting, you better take advantage of it. Hello and welcome to Working It from the Financial Times. I'm Isabel Berwick and today we're talking about paternity leave. Both the policy itself and the culture it hinges on because it doesn't matter how great a policy your organisation's got if no men are taking it. And that culture point is where we're going to start, because for a lot of men, parental leave just doesn't feel like it's targeted at them. Sure, there is a policy, but it can be very hard to find your place. Everything is for moms. It's mommy and me playgroups and mommy and me yoga class, mommy and me art class. That's Matt Schneider. He left teaching 13 years ago to become a stay-at-home dad. So we started NYC Dads Group back in 2013. I saw that there were a lot of dads in New York City that wanted to hang out, not just dads like us that were at-home dads, but dads of all stripes, working dads and single dads, and all guys that were active and engaged in their kids' lives that were looking for community. So started in New York City, and about seven, eight years ago, we started groups in other cities, and now we're in 41 cities across North America, 40 in the United States, and one in Toronto. And we're looking at fathers and work in this episode. So what have you observed has changed and what hasn't changed since the pandemic? Do you think the boundaries have really shifted for men? Certainly early on when all of us were at home, those of us that usually work in an office saw what life was like at home and saw our partners trying to navigate work and trying to navigate uh, home life. Being home together in partnership really put moms and dads or dads and dads or moms and moms together on the same playing field. And I think that learning experience has really set a trend for dads who want to make sure that they can keep that going. There's all sorts of reasons people are leaving their jobs right now or rethinking their work right now. And certainly being the parent that we want to be has to be one of them. So obviously lots of fathers want to play a more active role in their children's lives. But what are workplaces doing to support that ambition? To talk about it, I'm joined by Andrew Hill. He's the FT's management editor and a working it regular. Andrew, welcome. Thank you. What's changing in this space? In the UK, we now have shared parental leave, which is quite generous. Can you give a little snapshot of what's going on here? Well, I think the shared parental leave move in the United Kingdom has at least opened the discussion a bit broader, something that used to be thought of as maternity leave has become something that both parents can partake of. And I think that probably changes attitudes just because it starts a discussion with the workplace about what men are going to do and has led to more men, I think, taking that. I don't know the data on that, but more men participating. I still don't think on its own, and I don't think this is true both of general legislation and of workplace policies, is enough to overcome some of the obstacles that we'll talk about. Yeah, because I think McKinsey did a survey of fathers in developed countries, and only half of them even took the perhaps small amounts of paternity leave that they were entitled to. What do you think are the main barriers to uptake? 
Well, I think there is still something of a stigma about taking time off from some large companies and possibly men because of being conditioned and socialized into thinking of themselves as the breadwinners in some respects fear that more than most. I know that when our colleague Emma Jacobs wrote about shared parental leave a few years ago, there were a number of comments, anonymous comments from men saying, I love the idea, but I would never dare to take it in my current workplace. So that overall stigma is one part of it. And as your guest has pointed out, there's also the sense that some of these policies are set up for women, and therefore it's not something that men would necessarily take. And so a lot of the obstacle on this, as on a lot of human resources policies in that sort of progressive area, are about making sure that everybody doesn't just have the opportunity to take it, but actually goes ahead and takes it. And that's to do with a number of things, including role modelling. Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook, of course, famously took his whole paternity leave when his children were born in order to make sure that, uh, I think, partly others would see the signal and not be afraid of taking it themselves. Yes, it's one of those things that starts out as an outlier thing and I think has moved very quickly towards the mainstream, certainly in larger organisations. But, you know, I'm mindful that a lot of organisations are very small and someone being off work for 10 or 12 weeks in a way that hasn't happened before, which now can happen with shared parental leave, that must be a huge burden for small companies. Well, I think it is. And I think that's actually something that's often overlooked, partly because small companies don't make as much noise as big companies and professional services firms and others and banks that have a human resources department. A lot of smaller companies wouldn't necessarily have somebody who is in HR to refer to. So then you are suddenly, as the father, in this case of what we're talking about, asking for paternity leave, you're engaging directly with your line manager, perhaps. And depending on the relationship you've got, that might be easy or it might be very difficult. So I think that it's hard to know how you get the support at that level for these kinds of policies to stick. And of course, the stigma, well, let's not even call it a stigma, the obstacle of thinking you're letting your few colleagues down by being absent is a much larger one in a smaller team. Mm. I mean, being cynical, and this may still go on, you know, a lot of smaller companies used to be quite discriminatory against hiring women of childbearing age, but they probably didn't figure on men also falling into that parenthood time off yes. trap as is now happening. I mean, obviously, legally, it's not possible now to make that discrimination. But clearly, at the back of your mind, if you are hiring in a small company, you might well be thinking there's going to be a double whammy here if I'm going to lose somebody and now I'm going to lose some of the men on my team as well. It's a hard one to tackle. And it's, of course, one of the reasons why whenever any new regulation is posed, you often find that federations of small businesses are the ones to say, look, remember us, we're going to have to bear the cost of this. I think it's one of those areas, isn't it, Andrew, where change in society is knocking on the door of corporate life rather than the other way around, perhaps. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, if we revert to thinking about the big companies, I remember visiting Goldman Sachs in Bangalore in India, where they were building a huge new office. And they were very proud to show off the in-office crash nursery that they were offering. And I think set in the wider context of tight labour markets, clearly some of these benefits are the things that employees are going to start demanding to see in order to make a decision between two perhaps equally attractive potential employers. 
Let's hear a bit more from Matt on how corporate culture affects men taking paternity leave. I think the culture just doesn't support men. I think as generations move through these companies, we'll start to see more men saying, I want to be a great dad. I want to still be a good employee, but I want to be a great dad. And more and more men will rise into leadership positions. And to me, it's really the leaders that need to demonstrate to their organization that taking paternity leave is important. It's important for dads and it's important for moms. If moms are the only ones taking leave, how can we possibly have an equal playing field? In the United States, still, men are supposed to be the breadwinners and women are supposed to be the caretakers. And certainly women have been breadwinning, but men haven't stepped up to take care of our families. And it's a balanced life you're trying to create. We need moms and dads stepping up in the workplace and at home to take this leap. This is a really important note because women routinely have to take huge chunks out of their career and then perhaps go on to reduce their hours for years afterwards. And yes, you can hear a personal note of anger here. And they lose out at opportunities at work to the often men who are present all the time while they're busy looking after their kids. Only when all men treat parental leave as something important enough to take seriously will women's careers be secure. And that was backed up by a big European Commission survey a few years ago that found that when new fathers take leave, women's employment goes up and the gender pay gap goes down. That's huge. It's a win-win. And yet, some bosses are still worried about people taking leave. Well, I think that's a concern, whether it's a man or a woman taking leave. And we really need to train companies and we need to train individuals how to take that leave. How do you prepare for your leave? How do you get your organization, the people who work with you and for you, ready for your leave? And thinking about what you yourself are going to do on that leave. And then how do you ramp back in? And companies need to be an important part of that conversation for men and for women. I really don't think the conversation is any different for a new mother or a new father taking leave. It's really the same issues for the company. Andrew, that neatly gets on to our next point, which is How are businesses supporting or encouraging men as their children get older to play a more active role as parents? Or is that actually part of what companies should be doing? Are we just, is that overreach perhaps? Well, it raises the sensitive issue which always comes up when this is written about in the FT, whether it's maternity or paternity leave that we're discussing, that clearly there are people who are covering for parents throughout the lives of their children when they decide quite understandably to operate a flexible policy of getting home early to go to a school play or to help out with an emergency. There are ways in which companies can deal with that. I guess as the management editor, I would say it does come down to active management of this. You can have a policy and a policy can be very well drawn up, but if it's not executed well and pursued, and your guest Matt mentioned helping people both off to and back from parental leave was a problem which still exists of bringing women back from maternity leave into the workplace. And frequently you hear complaints that companies have simply let somebody go off and then not managed their return or lost touch with them. And I can see that in the context of a great resignation, you might find that becoming a problem with people deciding while they're off, men or women, maybe this isn't for me, and I don't need to come back to the position that was being held open for me. But I I think it does come down to individuals being well-managed and indeed those who aren't taking 
that type of leave, being offered other benefits that could be taken up for other obligations that they might have. Carer leave, we've heard about, leave for other issues, elderly care and so on, which are all areas in which you can say we're offering these opportunities across the board to people, whether parents or not. So these are all at the cutting edge of what companies are offering employees. But I think you're right, with the great resignation and and the focus on retention, we could be seeing a lot more of this, a more imaginative use of leave policies. I heard about Monzo, the bank, giving people three months paid sabbatical last week. Yes, I mean, it certainly blurs into uh, wider flexibility. I mean, we're lucky enough in the FT editorial to have a small sabbatical leave every four years. Personally, I've always felt you could actually offer more leave provided people could justify what they were going to do during that period off. That's another option which shades into the parental leave discussion. I mean, you mentioned the possibility of people taking more active roles in encouraging men and perhaps women to do more childcare. Personally, I think that potentially does go beyond the remit of companies. I think providing sufficient support, being understanding about it, managing it in ways that mean that the team doesn't lose out, particularly as we've discussed in smaller companies, those are the responsibilities of management. I think going beyond and saying you really need now to take time off and get back to your family, that's a pastoral care discussion, but probably not a policy discussion. Let's just wait and see who offers that first, because I bet there'll be lots of people. But FT readers have very definite views on this. I just wanted to read out a couple of comments that have been posted under articles on this subject. I'd have a wager that most of the people whinging on here for more benefits have never run their own business, so have no idea what a massive headache government interference can cause. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for taking time off to be with your family, I've done it loads. But if you can't afford to do it out of your own pocket, or you're too worried about your career, that's tough luck, and perhaps you need to think about your priorities. Try downsizing your mortgage or getting a better job first before you pop the first sprog. So that's a classic sort of quite tough FT reader line. And there's another man here who did manage to share the childcare and very much enjoyed doing so. I can only say it makes perfect sense for businesses to adjust to a world where men can play a more caring role. The problem I found was that the senior bosses, many of them older men, didn't want us to do it. It put up barriers and it made me think hard about the kind of career I wanted. I didn't like being in the office late at night or travelling instead of being at home with the children. In the end, I opted for work-life balance, more life and less work. But it took a lot of time and saving my money to be able to do that. Young couples with no savings are likely to find that balance hard to strike. Now, that was actually a pre-pandemic comment, but I think that man probably speaks for a lot of people now. Yeah, and I think the other thing that occurred to me is that, I mean, clearly there are companies, as we've had this discussion in relation to flexible working and hybrid work and other types of benefit, clearly there are companies that can set out their stall to be tougher in this area within the limits of legislation. And people who want that work-life balance that the last reader you quoted talked about and have more life in their work-life balance will not choose those companies that seem to take a tougher line. I think part of the issue with this one is until you have children, you don't recognise the benefit of that benefit necessarily. You may not be thinking about it when you join, for the sake of argument, a hard-charging investment bank. You may not be thinking about what does their child benefit policy or paternity and maternity leave benefit look like until it comes to that moment. And at that point, you may 
be facing some of these obstacles of stigma, failure of men to take up the benefit that we've been discussing. It feels like we're on the verge of something really important here is the critical number of men taking paternity leave is going up. And I'd really like to revisit this topic in a couple of years' time. But in the meantime, I think it's up to employers to make sure that they might have the policies in place, but they have to be executed. And you have to take care of the men who are taking their paternity leave, give them the same benefits, the back-to-work days, the taking care of them days that women get when they have children now. It's about equalising the workplace for everyone. And sometimes that goes the other way, away from women and towards more focus on men. And that's OK. Thanks to Matt Schneider and Andrew Hill for this episode. If you're in the US and you'd like to join a City Dads group, head over to citydadsgroup.com. And please do get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. We're at workingit at ft.com or I'm Isabel Berwick on Twitter. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Working It is produced by Novel for the Financial Times. With thanks to Anna Sinfield, the producer, executive producer Joe Wheeler, we have editorial direction from the FT's Renee Kaplan and production support from Persis Love. Thank you for listening. Listener.